Hello. Sometimes leftists are like children. Uh, they seem to lack self-reflection. And what I mean by that is an awareness of themselves as individuals who exist in society and they operate in this space. Society is not just a system of systems, it's a human space. And in that space, they have obligations to other people and to cultural conventions and to morality. And that's the crucial thing here. Uh, this lack of self-reflection, this lack of awareness of their obligations to morality and to the feelings of other people, is what enables leftists to behave very destructively. It's what enables, for example, Antifa to demonize and brutalize their opponents. It's also what enables SJWs to deplatform their opponents without any reservations at all. It's what enables old left socialists to demonize the rich and demand all their resources. It's what enables communist revolutionaries to murder whole families and whole villages and whole towns of people who aren't ideologically conformant. It's what enables the communist foot soldier to murder a father in front of his child and tell the child that if it shows any emotion, then it too will be executed, murdered. It's what enables old-school Marxist academics to demonise an entire social system that was millennia in the making. And it's what enables contemporary Marxists to endeavour to destroy literally everything that ordinary people need to function spiritually. So, to return to the point, sometimes leftists are like children, because at the extremes they lack any desire to prevent their uh, distaste for their opponent's ideas from metastasizing into psychopathic disdain for their opponents themselves. In other words, the leftist lacks a way to prevent their disagreement from becoming almost murderous loathing, or at least, uh, well, yeah, psychopathic lack of responsibility towards people who disagree with them. Now, obviously, I, I don't mean this in everyday life. It's not like the socialist is, or the leftist is constantly uh, having psychopathic feelings towards other people. I'm not trying to uh, pathologize uh, the simple uh, fact of being left-wing. But I am saying that hardcore left-wingers are very vulnerable to this tendency to just hold their opponents in in a degree of contempt that is, uh, is quite scary to witness. And that brings us to the thing I'm going to make this video about, which is uh, that Charlie Hebdo the magazine that a lot of us were first heard about two and a half years ago. Uh, they had a, they've got a cover for their latest issue and it relates to the floodings in, in Texas, in Houston. And the cover is uh, 
this image. And the words say, God exists. He drowned all the neo-Nazis of Texas. Now, first, let's state that 30 people have drowned in Texas versus the 12 people who were killed in the Charlie Hebdo attack in 2015, the terror attack on their offices. So it's 30 people versus 12. Now, if you're looking at this in strictly numerical terms, any sympathy that the Charlie Hebdo staff might have, might be, might deserve for their misfortune, is really dwarfed by the cruelty that they are showing, that they are meeting out here. Uh, 12 of them were killed, but here they are insulting 30 people who were killed, as well as all of those people's families, all of their relatives. Uh, their suffering means nothing. It's all just a joke. Now, with that out of the way, that sort of strict numerical thing, which is important. I mean, you know, the whole fucking world sympathised with the Charlie Hebdo staff when, the, when this ha attack happened to them. And, and yet here, a, a greater tragedy has occurred. And, uh, and a natural, I mean, a real tragedy. Cause, you know, the Charlie Hebdo attack was not a tragedy. It was a travesty. It was something that was wholly avoidable. And indeed, you could even say, and I would say, that their politics of the Charlie Hebdo staff helped to bring about the Charlie Hebdo attack. Not directly, well, actually, both directly and indirectly, uh, because they pissed off Muslims with their Muhammad cartoons, but also the politics that they had tacitly promoted, encouraged, strengthened over the decades. Those politics are what led to those Muslims being in France in the first place. So both directly and indirectly, they were, to some extent, well, they brought it upon themselves, ironically. Whereas the, well, the, the floodings in Texas, you can't say that those people brought that on themselves. It is a, a tragedy. <clears throat> now, with that out of the way, let's leave aside the incredible tastelessness of um, a publication mocking the very recent deaths of 30 innocent people who were just going about their normal lives. It's, not, it's got nothing to do with politics. These are just ordinary people. <clears throat> Let's leave aside the sheer cruelty of laughing at their deaths. And let's also leave aside the psychopathic coldness of laughing at about people you disagree with politically drowning to death. Let's leave that aside as well. And let's talk instead about this as a socio-political insult, which is what it was intended at. When Charlie Hebdo say neo-Nazis, they mean what they're actually referring to is white Southerners, white Southern Americans who are a bit racist. And that's, <coughs> realistically, that's all that these people would, I mean, to the extent that they were racist at all, and a lot of them would not have been, a lot of them are not even white, the people who have died. But to the extent that the ones, <laughs> that there are white racists in Texas, they're no more racist than the vast majority of white people are, including the staff of Charlie Hebdo, if they were ever to be honest with themselves. 
But since there is the stereotype of the racist southern redneck, <clears throat> these champagne socialists, like Charlie Hebdo, choose to invoke that stereotype in order to puff them, well, for, for, a, for a cheap laugh, first of all, and also to puff themselves up as superior to the southern redneck, and also to gloat <clears throat> about the southern redneck drowning to death. I mean, I, <laughs> well, I, it's it's just it's so tasteless, it's so cruel, it's so lacking in self-awareness or self-reflection or any humility. It's terrifying. <clears throat> Another aspect to it is the disgusting anti-American elitism that is so enjoyed by many Europeans especially the bourgeois champagne socialist uh, types. I mean, this is something that embarrasses me about Europeans. You know, I don't like that so many... I don't even like the category Europeans, to be honest, but whatever, people who live in Europe. They so often love to pour scorn on Americans, and especially working-class Americans. And, of course, the, the especially southern working-class Americans. So it's this rampant and wholly unproductive elitism and that's another part of what is being expressed that's that's another reason for this this headline <coughs> so again and and then you've got to also combine that with the fact that this is a supposedly left-wing magazine <laughs> i mean where's the solidarity with the downtrodden with the working class with the uneducated nowhere to be fucking seen here But leaving all that aside, this headline also shows an astonishing lack of gratitude to people who undoubtedly would have sympathised with the Charlie Hebdo staff, uh, the very people, the people who made this cover, when they were attacked two and a half years ago. Vast majority of the people who were who were drowned, they would have heard about the attack to, in twenty fifteen. They would have read about it and they would have, have thought, "What a fucking shame." What a tragedy. Even though, as I say, it wasn't really a tragedy. It was wholly avoidable. <clears throat> the point is, these people were probably, for the most part, just ordinary, simple, straightforward people. And they would have sympathised with the victims of, of that attack. And yet here are the staff of that magazine mocking their deaths. Now, we don't know the political affiliations of the 30 people who drowned. But we do know that neo-Nazis, or even right-wing southern rednecks, which is uh, the more honest category here, would be the first to sympathise with white victims of an Islamic terror attack. So what Charlie Hebdo are doing here, in effect, is saying, yes, you sympathised with us, but for the wrong reasons, or for right reasons, but also additional reasons that we don't approve of. And therefore, we're going to make fun of you drowning to death. Now, 
to emphasise, we don't know the political affiliations of these 30 dead people, but we do know their racial makeup, uh, at least for a lot of them, and they're not even fucking white. So again, it's this desperation to express loathing and contempt on the part of these, these Charlie Hebdo people. They're so desperate to voice their their hatred of these southern racist rednecks, but also their virtue as open-minded cosmopolitan people. They're so desperate to do that that they don't even stop to think, well, hold on, were these people even white? <laughs> I mean, the ignorance is astounding, and the arrogance, and also the, the desperation to hate is really quite uh, striking. And I have to say that, I mean, I made a video at the time about the, the Charlie Hebdo thing. I made several videos, and one of them was about that generation of leftists. I mean, these are not young people. These are baby boomer leftists. And they're off that generation where the the priority, if you like, was to just destroy everything that had that was established. It's not like the modern leftist who has a has a rather different attitude towards things. Uh, at least the SJWs do. The Charlie Hebdo staff are off that 60s generation where the expectation to the social expectation to have respect for anything is met with a, a childish, petulant, and, and smirking refusal just for the sake of being a rebel. And the thing is, these people have been doing this for decades now. It's not, they've never grown out of that phase. So they are truly cancerous. And they believe in nothing except their own virtue. <laughs> and I, I imagine they would pretend not to even take that seriously. They would even smirk at that idea and well, what's virtue and all the rest of it. They would even try to deconstruct that because that is all they believe in. They believe in deconstructing, dismantling, destroying and discrediting. Discrediting is a big thing here. More than the, than the destroying. The discrediting is more important because that is a spiritual murder rather than a physical murder. And that's, that seems to be what drives these people. They just mock absolutely everything. Nothing is sacred, and so there is no limit to the ego. Now, from my own perspective, and I think this is basic common sense, to be honest, the first step to fighting Islam which victimised these very people at Charlie Hebdo, is for white people, not uh, non-Muslims. We're talking about the West, so in, within that context, the custodians of Western nations, the rightful inheritors of Western nations, are white people. And so when you're dealing with an invader, a highly political invader that wants to take over your country, your territory, and your people, the first step well, in this context, is for white people themselves to have solidarity. To recognise themselves as a group. Cultural, religious, and definitely racial. This is not just religious, it's racial. <clears throat> but Charlie Hebdo refused to take part in that process. In fact, even knowing what the stakes are, and they know what the stakes are, 
even knowing those stakes, they choose to demonize anyone who works towards that goal of white solidarity. And as I say, it is the only way that Westerners, by which I mean Europeans and white Americans, are going to deal with this threat. It's an existential threat from Islam. And the so-called neo-Nazis in the south of America, they're not dealing with Islam, but they are dealing with a different form of uh, racial replacement. And those of them who are... And the thing is, most of them are not even fully aware of that yet, I don't think. So to say that they are neo-Nazis is, is, is premature anyway, but also ridiculous because, and this is the thing, once that process does start, white people do start realising the, uh, the need for solidarity. And once they start making that, that, that change, um, well, this is what Charlie Hebdo will be doing. It's, it's preventing them from, from making that necessary change. That growth. In other words, these are people who work against the process of regeneration that the, the, the white soul, I think, is trying to trigger, is trying to ignite. And we've still got these fucking dinosaur leftists who are so obsessed with destruction that they see that and they don't stop to think, well, maybe it is time for regeneration. Maybe it is time for regrowth, for revival. No. They have to try to arrest that process. And as I say, they do this even at the expense of the dignity of 30 people who drowned and all of their relatives. This is how, this is how destructive the, the left can be. And as I say, I find it, I find it literally terrifying. They have no, I think the word is humility because there is just no limit to their ego. And there's no limit to their ego because they don't believe in anything. So they are all, and <laughs> nothing else is important. Everything else is laughable. So what I would say is, I hope all the people who so proudly declared "Je suis Charlie" not so long ago, I hope they see this cover. I hope a lot of them do. I know that most of them won't, but I hope that a lot of them do, and I hope. It helps them to realise what kind of people they were allying with and what kind of moral outlook those people have. I'll leave it at that. Thank you for watching.